and welcome to another Who's He video podcast with me, Phil. And this last vidcast of 2018, I thought I would talk about a subject that has been knocking about since the show began. And I thought an apt title for this would be, These are going to be bigger than the Daleks! So, the latest series of Doctor Who is over, and Jodie Whittaker and Chris Chibnall have, well, made their mark. And what a divisive time we've had of it. Fans arguing with other fans about the direction that the show was going to be taken, well, and indeed has been taken. Accusations of all descriptions being thrown around, usually on social media, with very little tolerance being shown on either side. But back when this new incarnation of Doctor Who was first announced, long-term fans got a bit concerned that there would be no classic villains making an appearance this series. And of course, that meant no Daleks or Cybermen. Now, while this has got certain fans a little bit, well, hot under the collar, I was kind of glad of this decision. The Cybermen, while brilliantly used in World Enough and Time and the Doctor Falls, were no longer the supposedly indestructible foes they were intended to be. And the Daleks, well, they were wiped out in Scarrow with death by diarrhoea. So personally, I thought it was time to give them both a rest. However, Starting the new era of Doctor Who without falling back on tried and tested monsters, it's nothing new. When John Pertwee took over the role of the Doctor in 1970, there were no returning monsters or villains. Each story introduced new monsters or antagonists, which to this day are still memorable, such as the Autons and the Silurians, both of which have made appearances in Modern Who. In fact, in John Pertwee's second season, the only returning monsters were the Autons, and of course that was the season that introduced the Master, as played by Roger Delgado, along with other new villains such as the Demons and the Axons. So Dalek fans had to wait until John Pertwee's third season in 1972 before the Daleks appeared again, in Day of the Daleks, and even then the Daleks were a very late addition to the story. But it does prove that you can launch a new Doctor without having to rely on old favourites to make your audience feel, well, reassured. But isn't creating new monsters for the Doctor to go up against a tall order for any writer? If we use the Daleks as the yardstick to measure others against, they were an instant smash with viewers, and while it is easy and convenient for writers to keep going back to that particular well, you can understand why, as the original concept by Terry Nation was so strong. But ever since the Daleks became a smash hit, basically from their first appearance in 1963, the makers of Doctor were always trying to find the next Dalek. Something that would be, well, as equally as popular. Something that would get kids playing in the streets. Let's play Daleks! Exterminate, exterminate! Now, back in the 1960s, merchandise didn't really enter the equation. That would arrive some years later. Back then, it was really about putting bums on seats. So if you could build up hype around a new monster that was scarier than the Daleks, well, you were guaranteed a ratings winner. But did Doctor Who really ever come up with something better than the Daleks? Well, of course they did. Zygons, Ice Warriors, Altons, Weeping Angels, the Wirren, Crinoids, Yeti, Silurians, Sea Devils, Sontarans. You see, they all had the X Factor. Get off! Anyway, where was I? Ah, oh, yeah. Only the Wirren and the Crinoid has, so far, not made another appearance on TV. 
whereas most of the others have done in the classic era and post-2005. You see, just like the Daleks, those monsters have remained in the memory. They were iconic to begin with, so perhaps only one appearance was required from each of them? Now, for me, this is certainly true of, let's say, the Sontarans, who are now regarded as more of a, well, a comedy sidekick than a warrior race of clones bred for war. But for every successful monster and alien species, we got more than our fair share of not very successful ones, such as the Crotons, Quarks, the Dominators, the Nymon, Gelguards, Kroll, Mandrills, Mestor, and let's not forget the Swarm. Now, I'm not saying that they are not memorable, because they are. But remember them for the wrong reasons, such as being a little bit crap. So let's come up to date with the latest series of Doctor Who starring Jodie Whittaker. Now, along with not relying on bringing back classic monsters, Chris Chidnall set out to do something different with a new Doctor, new companions, a new take on the theme tune, and a radical overhaul of the TARDIS interior. However, while not bringing back classic monsters, the new creations that this series came up with, well, for me, they didn't work. Monsters and Aliens was secondary to the underlying theme of family in this series, and also, in my opinion, that with stories such as Rosa, Arachnids in the UK, Demons of the Punjab and the Witchfinders, humans were the real monsters. So there really wasn't anything that, for me, would stay in the memory as a memorable new foe for the Doctor. I mean, Let's look at one of the new alien species introduced this season, the Pating. It's certainly memorable, but is it memorable for the right reasons? I would argue no. While there are fans who enjoy the introduction of this little critter, there were more who thought that this is one of the worst aspects of this new series of Doctor Who. And let's not get started on the frog. Which I like, by the way. But is Doctor Who purely about aliens and returning dangerous foes for the Doctor to battle? No, it's not, and it never has been. Going back to 1963, Doctor Who has always tackled themes such as racism, colonialism and the environment, using aliens as a cipher for the evils of humankind. But this latest series of Doctor Who did away with those ciphers and tackled those themes head on, which is why I think this latest series has been divisive for a lot of fans. This was a new Doctor Who, a new way of telling stories without resorting to aliens and threats of universal Armageddon. So while this series was telling stories in a new way, while also occasionally referencing the show's history, it was also waving goodbye to the past at the same time. But, after writing the script for this podcast, rumour control started a story that an old foe of the Doctors will be making an appearance in the New Year's Day special which would render this entire vidcast redundant and what Chidnall said about no returning uh, villains a total red herring. So after all the Moffat lies memes that were put about during his time on the show, perhaps we can say the same about Chibnall? Well, we're going to find out soon enough. So, and with that, it just leaves me to say thanks for watching and have a very Merry Christmas and a very Happy New Year. And I'll hopefully see you all soon. Goodbye.